0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Creators Outlet right here on the Outright Geekery Network. I just want to give a big shout-out before we get into the book that is Tilt for our sponsor, SpinWiz Comics. SpinWiz Comics is a web and indie comic discovery platform. It's free to download on iOS and Android for the app, and you can read over 400 different free comics go check it out for yourself download it give them a five star review we're trying to get up over a hundred for this month uh and right now here's just a little look at what it could look like on your phone And now on with the show. Tonight, our special guests are Aaron and Joe, the writer and one of the artists on Tilt.
1: Yeah, that was inspiring music,
0: man. What's up, y'all? What the <laughs> the, the stripper one or the uh, the one for the app? Both. <laughs> I think both were cool, but I think the stripper one was better. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll have to go with you. Before I ended up in a wheelchair, I spent 35 years DJing a strip club. so.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That is a life well spent, my friend. <laughs> I, <laughs> Good I'm, for you. I am believing. Maybe it felt like you were never going to work.
0: <laughs> it, it was great. I got to hang out with like, you know, 50 girlfriends a night and, you know, then you know, <laughs> kick them out the door when I was ready to leave. Oh, God. <laughs> So tell us all about Tilt. Oh, yeah, Aaron, take it away.
1: Yeah, so uh, Tilt is the second major character in the uh, Cattle's Comics Superior universe. Uh, he's a fourth-wall-breaking, gritty character who uh, was taken from his home when he was about 15. And uh, he was put into training by the Council of Elders who are a worldwide organization that's kind of bent on exploiting or exterminating Hyper-Evos, which are people that you know, display superpowers. Um, So he became their, one of their top mercenaries and he found a chance to escape about 15 years after he went in. And so now when we meet him in issue one, he's escaped and he's uh, homeless living in Boston and uh, just trying to figure out his life. And we get to progress a little bit through um, his, his journey into who's hunting him, who's trying to take, take him out, and um, now we're on issue three, so we've met the villain, um, so now he's trying to stalk the villain back, Um, so we're leading up to that big old fight.
0: And why is he homeless in Boston?
1: Well, I mean, when he was taken when he was 15, he didn't really have much when he broke out of uh, being a mercenary for the Council of Elders, so he just kind of found his way through the city and uh, ends up in like a little warehouse that's where he's, he's holing up um, until he starts kind of hunting down the people that put him there. And uh, you know, we get to see that, that journey of his as well.
2: Now how one of you the get... things that yeah, I'm go sorry. Ahead. One of the things that I love about Tilt is the main character, Patrick, he's kind of stuck emotionally and intellectually in, in the the mind of this fifteen year old kid who was taken from his family. And all of the intervening years, yeah, he trained and he became a mercenary and an assassin for this evil, you know, uh, council. Uh, But he never did anything else. So when he gets back to Boston, you can hear it in his dialogue. You can hopefully see it in his expressions that he's still very much emotionally uh, a young man, you know, that he's uh, basically this kid trapped in a, a man's body. Not only a man, but a superhuman body.
0: So kind of (laughs) like, uh, almost like a uh, mentally disturbed Captain Marvel.
2: Yeah, but (laughs) not without any of the lightning, none of the flashing back and forth. You know, he's always that big guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just in his head. He's emotionally stunted.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he never got the chance to grow up, really.
2: yeah, exactly. It, it kind of like every time my wife has called me and a 12-year-old child. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> like
0: that. I was going to say, sounds a lot like me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you used to grow up, did you?
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Toys R Us kid. And, yeah, uh, no doubt. And, you know, I was, like, mortified the other day. My, my daughter is uh, 12 going on 13, and she just looks at me and goes, Dad? How come you don't have a girlfriend? I go. Have you looked around Dad's apartment? It's, <laughs> it's full of action figures and comic books. Oh man, it takes
2: you a know. special woman to put up with That's right. us kind of guys. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm still hunting. <laughs> Apparently, it was it was none of the approximately five thousand girls I worked with over thirty. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: You'll be hard-pressed to find a stripper who's into comic books and you know stuff like that—the whole geekery of the world.
0: No, but it's easy to find one that will dress up like one for money.
2: Ah, yes. Hey, given the right circumstances, I might do that myself. I and thought about that got it. awkward real fast.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Room got quiet really quick. It happens. <laughs> the most I'll do is shave my head and be like the fat Professor X. <laughs> I got I got the chair, so I figured, what the hell?
2: What the hell?
0: <laughs> so, how did you guys all come together and uh, tell us about uh, your production imprint too?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Catalyst Comics. Um, we're still we're still young. We just started uh, printing the beginning of last year, um, so 2019. First year, we went into production with our first book, which is Paradigm. Uh, right after that, we followed up with Tilt Number One. Um, so basically, I was talking to a bunch of people that are in the comic book world, and through mutual friends, I had heard about Joe and then I saw some of his work, and uh, that we met through that and started working on Tilt. He kind of just jumped all in. So uh, he's been with us for issues one, two, and three. And we're kind of, uh, you know, just building it as we go. And we have a few books under our belt now. We also have a horror comic that just came out in July, um, so we're just kind of building that that kind of repertoire as well.
0: Now, does the horror comic take place in this universe too?
1: It does not. That is a separate imprint There's called a, Uprising.
0: Just you have a, a a separate Hara imprint. Exactly. Cool. Hara is huge, you know. I can't imagine why in 2020 would, you know, why Haro would be huge. But uh, (laughs) it's been, uh, I mean, Vault's done really well with it. Uh, Scout has had some enormous hits. And, you know, the list list goes on from there. So how many more books do you – have in this current run of Tilt.
1: Yeah, so uh, Tilt. This is the the one that's up right now um, is the newest one that's issue three. Um, issue one and two are still available though. Um, so three in Tilt story. There's one in Paradigm. We're working on Paradigm number two right now. Um, and then there's a short story called Silhouette Shadow Games, um, and that's actually a prose longer format and no pictures, so people actually have to read the words. And there's the yeah I know it's crazy (laughs) and then uh, during this campaign we just dropped uh, another one called Fire by Night and that's still in the superhero universe but it's a medieval story um, with some superpowers. Cool.
0: Yep. So I want to take a look at the Kickstarter.
3: Okay. So we'll
0: bounce bounce over here and so So you. You just hit goal.
1: Yep, yesterday. It's nice to see. I could look that, at this all day.
0: That mean, Yeah, I know, right? That means you have 15 days to go to unlock a whole bunch of different swag.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we started extremely strong. Um, our, I think our first night overnight, we did uh, the first grand, and then we just kind of hit a wall and it kind of stalled from there, but then it picked up a little bit and really picked up yesterday and kind of closed it um, into that goal. So now we get to look at those stretch goals.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I was getting frustrated yesterday looking at that number not climb. So uh, (laughs) I made a post declaring that someone has to push this over the top, and I'm offering a free commission to whoever that person is. And so Aaron informed me that that person had um, chosen the tier that included a commission from me. And so this person is actually going to get two commissions from me because, you know, he was the one that pushed us
0: over the top. Well, that's that's huge right there.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was it was nice to see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because. I mean uh i just talked to uh will from uh the other week because he he was finishing up his uh his launch and uh they had so much original art plus mm-hmm. you know sketch art and everything mm-hmm. that one of the one of the coverados had actually donated to his project back when there was still uh you know these things called conventions yeah (laughs) you know so it was you know and he still got like over half the art but i think like in the last in the last few days uh before his campaign wrap uh people jumped on and went nuts and was like you know doing a doing a buddy up system and i think he blew out like like, a dozen pieces of art in, like, the last couple of days.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a, we thought it'd be a really good time to do a Kickstarter, but we're noticing a lot of um, our friends that have them going on right now, they all kind of hit a wall at the same time. Uh, so it's nice to see that bump to finally get over the top. Our original goal for this was a 1,000. <laughs> so we uh, that was our original plan, but then we decided let's just do 1,500. So that's the most aggravating part is that really we would have hit it the first night. Um, but then we had already upped it to fifteen, so we had to kind of just wait and hope.
0: <laughs> wow! So, Aaron, you've created four Kickstarters and backed forty. Yep. Yep. So you you have you have a few indie books not a, not of your making in your collection, I take.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we're we're very nice involved collection. in the indie. Yeah, we're we're very involved in the indie community, and uh, I think out of that 40, there's only one thing that's not uh, an indie book, and uh, it was some piece of technology, and I can't remember what it is anymore, but uh, <laughs> those are the things that I look at. But yeah, we try to support all of our friends and um, uh, people we've met coming up in the this little group. Like I said, we're still young, so we're still kind of meeting new people.
0: Still getting into it and yeah, see, seeing what's going on, and there's... There, there seems to be more and more. Uh... Hey. What
1: <laughs> You broke it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I broke it. Well, I finally was getting rid of Uh-oh. some tabs I didn't need up. And I finally found that it jumped onto my YouTube channel as well because oh. Right now, we're, we're live on the Outright Degree uh, Facebook page, the op- the open page, which has got uh, fast approaching twenty three k followers, uh, as well awesome. as their YouTube channel and my YouTube channel. So, awesome. You know, there's there's that, and I can.
2: So, Aaron, why don't you tell us about some of the tiers that are available, some of the swag that we can uh, say that we're offering these
0: fine people? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I
2: mean,
0: here we go. Stretch goals.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could just jump right into that. So we uh, we wanted to do a little bit different of stuff because there's the normal stuff, but we were like – Tilt was created to be that character that everybody falls in love with, and uh, so far that's worked. That's pretty much exactly what's happened. Um, I like to tell the story that when we were at our first Comic-Con, we had the poster up that had Tilt on it behind us. And the girl that was exhibiting across the aisle from us threw us a letter. And it was like crumbled up, just like you would do in school. And so we opened it and it said, uh, I want Tilt to be my waifu, which I didn't know what it meant. I'm still not exactly sure, but um, apparently it's something along the lines of husband. Um, So we know that it's uh,
2: Your fiction husband. You know, like oh. you have your work wife or your work husband, a wife who is your fiction, your fandom husband, or wife.
1: Learn something new every day, um, but glory so that Internet happens, Internet. yeah. And uh and they well, done. we just learned a
0: hell of a lot about her in a couple of seconds.
1: Exactly, right. Yeah. So you know, till one of the things we do with him, he's a little bit of a beefcake character. Um, we really get to play on that, and. I took a lot of inspiration from like Tim Seeley's run on Nightwing. And uh, in fact, I even took one of the the panels we have in issue three and I emailed it over to him and his response was like, dude, I'm all for mutual exploitation. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) we we thought that was pretty great. So we decided to do something fun for the first stretch goal. And it's that uh, tilt temporary tattoo. We don't see a lot of people doing those. So we were like, ah, let's try it. So um, the co-owner of Catalyst, Matt Satello, he came up with that design just a play on the classic heart design that people would get on their bicep with like mom written in it or whatever.
0: (laughs) So you guys should probably get an extra one of those tattoos and uh, give it to the girl that was across from you. you
1: I still tag her and stuff, especially if it's a a shirtless picture of tilt. I make sure that she's tagged (laughs) in it just so I know she sees it. Um, And she always throws some kind of comment on it. So it's, I, I don't even know her. I still don't really know her that well. That's all I remember and know of her was her throwing us letters across the aisle. Um, well, yeah. you,
0: you said he's a he's he's a bit of a beefcake, and all I could hear in the back of my head was Carmen from South Park yelling "Beefcake!"
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, he he's definitely a fun character, and I like being able to play on that side of stuff too. Um, like Joe had said, you know it kind of keeps in that 15 year old boy mindset. and mm-hmm. so he doesn't even really exactly realize what's going on, but it's still fun to mess with. Um, so yeah, after that we're gonna do some uh, dog tags. We're, uh, we're not gonna put the design out so far, but um, once you know he's a mercenary, you know, he probably had some dog tags. So uh, we thought that would be a cool little thing for people to grab. Um, and then we're just gonna do an upgrade for the uh, for the book at 3000, it'd be the, that statue would be embossed, so it'd be a little bit raised off of the the background, which I think would be super awesome. Um, that would
2: be a killer cover.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we play off of, uh, so Tilt very much plays on superhero tropes, and just tropes in general, so just one of the fun things we did, like his second issue cover was uh, the Vitruvian Man from uh, you know, Da Vinci, and then this one we did uh, the Statue of David, but it's Tilt has the Statue of David. Um, just some fun stuff we like to do. It's more so for us, but it's funny.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you're making it. You have to have fun while you're doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it makes a statement on who he is as a as a character too, because he's not. It, he doesn't take himself too seriously, and I think that's one of the fun things about him.
2: Yeah, if the creative team isn't having fun making it then it's really is it even worth doing all right you know because that that kind of uh that kind of fun that kind of delight in doing
0: something it shows in the final product i think you see it it comes across if if you guys aren't having fun making it what makes you think somebody else is going to have fun reading exactly exactly my point you know you you have to be able to entertain yourselves while you're entertaining others
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah Uh, so we get a sneak peek at at some of the interior panels
1: yeah this is uh the (laughs) so the first layer is uh some pages from tilt one second layer is some pages from tilt two and then the last one's a few of the pages from tilt three so if you look at the the far right you can see a little bit of that beefcake
0: (laughs) Beefcake. (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have me saying that for like three days now
1: Hey, man, get stuck in your head.
2: After yeah. the first issue came out, after the first issue came out and Aaron told me that story about uh, what happened at the convention, I decided, well, why not lean into that? You know, if it, if that's what's getting the interest, I'm going to push it that way. And so in issue two, there was a, a bit more of the beefcake and <laughs> in issue three, even a little bit more of, of the beefcake, you know. Uh, I keep finding ways to get him out of his shirt.
0: <laughs> the aren't going to be angry for it. No, I doubt it. <laughs> so, so this is the last book in this arc for this title, right?
1: No, there's going to be one more after this. Oh, um, one more. One more yeah, after this that? this one's kind of leading right up to the edge of. Um, the, the thing that sets Tilt off enough to finally make that connection with the uh, the villain. So issue four, uh, I can't even remember how many it was. I had told Joe before. it's It's something like 16 pages of fighting, I think, in that book. So I think he'll have a lot of fun with that. Wow.
2: <laughs> I'm sure I will.
0: <laughs> so my... My question that was coming out of that was, once this art wraps up, are you looking at wrapping these all up into a trade?
1: You're darn straight. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, We we're trying to be as proactive as possible with the things that we do. And, um, you know, till uh, there's there's 42 comic issues in the first story block for um, Catalyst Comics. And, you know, you say that to people and they're just like, that's a lot. But then you look at like what Marvel and DC do and it's nothing like 42 issues. That's not even a year's worth of work for them. Uh, of course, for indie, it's going to take a bit longer. But all this stuff is tied together and it's all leading up to um, the crossover after that, that 42nd. But that's including um, three other hero titles as well. So for Tilt after this first arc, yes, that's the next focus for him is to get that first trade out. Um, and then we'll move into the second story arc, but it, all this stuff is, it's all outlined and it's all ready to go. It's just a matter of, you know, making enough money to actually get it done.
0: Oh yeah. So I just wanted to leave it on the, on the art team, on the art and writing team right here. So we obviously have you and Joe and, uh, then you have, uh, Ramon and Matt, how'd you guys all get together?
1: Yeah, so back in the early days um, of Catalyst, I was working with another gentleman. It was someone that I, I had known for years. Um, but he had some wife some issues that got really freaking intense. And uh, he ended up just disappearing off the face of the map. Um, Matt, I had just met when all of this happened. So Matt, I met through a mutual uh, his name is Lewis Small. He did uh, like Vampirella and like a bunch of those books back in the 90s. Um, but he's actually the guy that introduced Matt and I. And so Matt realized I was trying to actually do something more than just say that I'm writing a comic. And I realized he was trying to do something more than just saying he's trying to draw a comic. Um, so we hooked up and did paradigm number one. And I think before that was even done, I had asked my wife, I said, you know, what do you think of Matt asking Matt to be um, the co-owner of Catalyst with me? And uh, she was all for it. So he came on as, Cat, as Catalyst co-owner. Um, he does our main cover illustration and um, character development. And then he does his own books, too. So he did that horror book, Welcome to Everville, and uh, Paradigm is his other one. And um, so we met, did Paradigm. Then that's when we, when Joe came in. And once we met Joe, we Ramon had submitted to us his colors, and we were like,
2: "That's ridiculous."
1: Um, so we got him on the book, and Joe, Ramon is
2: just—he's good. He's a man. phenomenal talent. Ramon is a killer colorist. He he takes my lines and he takes it to another level, for sure.
1: But yeah, so we've we've all only been working together, I guess, uh, it's not even two years. So. About a year, a little over a year and a half now.
0: Yeah. And there's a there's a huge game plan in place.
1: There is. Uh, Joe knows a little bit of it. <laughs> he knows the stuff. We let him know. Tiny,
2: uh, tiny little bit I know about Catalyst's plans and color me impressed.
0: <laughs> they uh, they they tell you just enough and just enough to keep me hooked. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe. You you they, know, Maybe they
2: know that, you know, the the paycheck is not enough to keep me in one place. (laughs) And so he keeps tantalizing me with these bits of storyline that really make me want to get the next script. It makes me want to get the next book. It's an amazing, uh, amazing company. Catalyst is Uh, so much so that, you know, I'm not a huge backer on Kickstarter. I don't back a lot of campaigns. But when they came out with Welcome to Everville, I was in. I had to see that book like before it came available to everybody else. I had to be a backer for them.
0: My man. <laughs> he goes, okay, you paid us. You can work for us now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we, we, we try to keep uh, – that's why even one of the the tiers that we have on there, it's uh, Joe Mission, so people can get a commission from Joe. And uh, Joe actually gets a cut off of that we we try to look out for the people we're working with. Um, and we're, we're building some more teams as well for the other content that we're trying to put out. So um, we approach it a little bit differently than some of the other publishers and creators that we've met um, trying to make something a little bit bigger than just one series or, or what, what have you.
0: Now with, with all the big <laughs> coverage, yeah. have, have you guys done a magic Mike cover yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, or is
0: that for the trade
2: yeah yeah. there you yes. go we'll
0: same for the trade there's
2: actually this one scene in issue number three that well you have to see the book to, to see the scene but uh, it definitely smacks of a l- little bit of Magic Mike yep for sure
0: I, I know I was I follow uh, I follow Fluffy oh yeah and he was in Magic Mike Nobody saw him but he was he was the DJ. That's so great. And but he had there's there's a clip of him online talking about uh like a bunch of behind the scenes thing things for the movie and it was it was hilarious cuz he started off and he's like usually when you go when you you know you go to a call you know I look like me and everybody else you know, looks like, you know, young guys and whatever but I walked into this and everybody in the lobby looked like me. <laughs> and <laughs> That's I'm like a cattle call.
3: I go, Oh, Sorry.
0: it was realistic because that means, you know, I could have been up for the park. <laughs> That's all right. But they went through this they went through this whole thing. It's it's hilarious. If you get a chance, you know, might just give you some in- Magic Mike inspiration for that trade cover. <laughs> that's,
1: that's awesome, dude. Uh, I like it. Yeah, we, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's, it just worked out that way. Just people kept mentioning stuff about Tilt and how good he looked and stuff. And uh, especially like a lot of the the female fans that we've kind of built a uh, a little bit of following on. So we,
2: I mean, we just, we leaned into it.
1: <laughs> that oh, is a uh, nice
2: cover that's tailing.
1: Yeah, that's the uh, the variant cover that we did. That's uh, the the main villain, Talon. Um, so he, I can't even give it away. You got to read the book to know. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool integrated story though. Um, but so what we did with his logo, I really dig because it's basically a perversion of Tilt's logo, um, and it's you know kind of crossish, but it has the little fangs kind of dripping down on it. Um, but he's a super cool character, very intimidating and. He's just a jerk. <laughs> the the
0: way the way he's got kind of like the red powder like scaling off his you know his head. Yeah. It it just gives it like this Uber intense look on the cover.
1: Yeah. yeah that came out really good. Matt really likes digital painting and, and stuff like that. So when he does little when he does stuff like that, he's just, I mean,
2: it comes out like that.
1: Looks <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's beautiful. I love it.
0: Me too.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, this is getting into just stuff we put out. So that's the first three issues, tilt up top. Um, and then everything so far in the Catalyst comics universe, except for that newest little novelette that I haven't added on there. That's the the medieval one. I'll put that on there eventually. But um then right under that is all of our titles, so that includes like the horror, Welcome to Everville.
0: So, Shadow Games was the uh, that was like the the little uh, novel or
1: yeah, it's a it's a it's a eleven thousand word short story, um, but it's integrated into the the universe. So it's actually focused on uh, Silhouette's one of the big three in our um, universe. and uh, Shadow is gonna be her Arch nemesis. And so the story is actually told from his point of view. Um, he's, a, he's also a mercenary for the Council of Elders, and he gets sent to Charlotte, North Carolina, to track her down. Um, and then you kind of get to see what makes him become the villain. And that one's actually tied into... It's actually the first thing that ever even came out, because this is what I do while I'm waiting on art to get done, is I just write short <laughs> stories. Um, and so that came out before Paradigm came out, but it actually ties directly into Paradigm's second issue.
0: So this is basic. This is basically. A, is this a reading order at all? Like from left to right?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, pretty much. Except for, of course, the horror book. That's not really part of it. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the reading order. Because once people, there's a lot of people that read Silhouette Shadow Games that aren't even going to realize it until Paradigm Two comes out. How tied in it is um, with certain events.
0: So Paradigm One, Tilt One and Two, then Everville, Tilt Three, and Shadow Games. There you go. That's
1: yeah, that's about a year and a half worth worth of publishing. So we're doing okay.
0: <laughs> T shirts, trading card packs, exactly, prints, enamel pins, wristband, all your classics.
2: So, Aaron, I'm I'm a 3x for that T-shirt. Just let you know. I know, Joe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things we do
1: with Tilt being such a a trope player, basically, if you look at those three trading cards, within the first three issues, we put them in three different super suits because that's one of the ongoing tropes in comics is that you know heroes change their suits too much. So mm-hmm. within the first, really the first two, we put them in all three of those. Uh, One of them is just a t-shirt that he, you know, crudely put his logo on and just wear some jeans and no shoes because he doesn't like shoes. Um, The second one was a white suit, but that doesn't work for him because he beats the crap out of people. So then he ends up just getting blood all over it. Yeah, it's too much blood. Um, So that doesn't look smooth. Uh, So he went with blue and that's his that'll be his ongoing suit until something crazy happens whenever we get there.
0: So and until at least next issue, he's gonna be wearing
1: it <laughs> it'll it'll be for a while. It'll this is like a more like a five ten year plan. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. What's his team? <laughs> I'm just looking at the t-shirt, you know, after Joe goes three X, and I'm like, oh yep. man, how many years ago did I actually fit in a three X? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's one of our one of this our could, tiers. And this I think could we, be you. It could be you. Be getting punched in the face by Tilt himself. Uh, that's something we're doing for the fourth issue, which we're we're due to get out in early 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's three of those tiers left. Um, you basically get everything on the campaign, plus you get drawn into issue four, um, getting beat up by Tilt. There are six spots for people, and three of them are gone.
2: I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> there, there are people who are basically asking me to use them as you know
0: bags. So I'm just gonna <laughs> clown exactly. on these guys. That's right. I, I would, but it would be too much of a childhood flashback.
1: <laughs> you got beat up no, a no, all reference.
0: It's all reference. <laughs> oh okay. Oh that's yeah, right. I, got, I got beat up a lot as a kid, and then one day so I, I know just, how a punch connects. Yeah, because I got oh, yeah. quite a bit. Boy, don't I. And, and then one day I snapped and I tattooed some kid's face with his locker. And <laughs> oh, my God. I, you know, I turned into one punch, man. And there's
1: there's always that one day, man, where where it's finally done. You
0: know, and
2: then I'm like. Well, one day away from being that guy, huh? That's mm-hmm. right. One bad one day. One bad day.
1: So uh, that we just added yesterday. Probably should have had it at the beginning of the campaign. But, you know i don't i don't feel like this was a great idea it was a great idea
2: (laughs) yeah this is a great idea Um,
1: but yes for retail friends uh they can get five of one two and three which means you can pretty much sell them all together just five different customers be like oh you can catch up with the whole thing
2: yeah it really it really pushes past one of the biggest hurdles for an indie title you know there are so many people that go into a comic shop or they look online And they see a new title, number one, yeah, okay, you know, and they scroll right past, thinking, uh, what are the chances of it getting a number two? What are the chances of me reading the rest of this story? So a lot of people leave number ones alone. So putting numbers one, two, and three on a shelf side by side of a new indie title, Mm -hmm. I think that really increases the chances of people being interested exponentially.
0: Yep. Well... You guys probably know them already, but I I know uh, two pretty sizable stores that are huge on indies.
1: Then I probably don't know them.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, check into the Collective in Florida.
1: I've heard and of it.
0: They, they, yeah, they, I think
1: a bunch of our friends publish or have books there.
0: Yeah, yeah I think uh, so. Just the other week, uh, she got all her voodoo nations in, like every single cover.
1: Okay, yeah, that's wow. That's one, yeah,
0: Travis. Uh, yeah, that, um, collective had had theirs up there, and they when they get new indies in, they feature them right up at the front of the store. Yeah. That's awesome. Where they sh- where they should be, um, where all new titles should be. Yeah, Jen Hofer and exactly. Space Cadet. Um, She gets them in, and she's part of the Comic Book Shopping Network.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Um, There's 10 stores that make up the Comic Book Shopping Network. And basically, all they do, they've all got their own slots, and all they do is run live live comic book sales 24 hours a day.
3: Right. Right. Thank you. you.
0: yeah, I I joined and then kicked myself in the butt because <laughs> I well I know I know one of the guys and I actually interviewed him because CBSN uh, got a deal with Scout Comics, so they get their own variant for every single number one from Scout that comes out. Really, that's a lot of variant covers.
2: Yeah.
0: JJ store out in Arizona because he's the show that I go by. Except because he's in Arizona, mm-hmm. it's way past my bedtime now that I'm 50, so it's killing me. <laughs> uh, huh. You know, he comes on between you know 10:30 and midnight, and then he's on for like two and two and a half to three hours. And I mean, it's like crack. Like every night, I have and. For like a month and a half, I've been paying a daily invoice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I haven't seen any of it yet because he's got a uh, JJ has a uh, build a box thing you can uh, do. Yeah. So you fill you fill a short box of comics, and then he ships you that full short box of comics for fifteen bucks. Oh, that's a great idea! Oh, I yeah. like that's that. a good idea. So you know, I'm gonna be excited when I get this because oh for sure, you know,
2: yeah. Throw a link into the chat. Throw a link
0: into the chat so I can find that later.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Yes, let me. That's, that sounds I just, addictive. I just gonna jump over to Facebook and.
1: Uh... <laughs> yeah, man that that's that's cool. That's a that's a good way to uh, approach business right now.
2: Absolutely, it is.
1: Yeah, we have uh, we have that's a few. A we that? have a few, few retail friends, um, and I know Joe's excited about the newest cover, but there's one retail friend that we have that uh, the first book they got 50 of. Um, the second one they got 150, and then this one they're planning on doing 100 right now. And uh, it is, uh, it's it's going to be an homage to Punisher's first appearance for their
2: yeah
0: their amazing their 129. Cover. Again? Um, well, at least it's not 300.
1: Well, yeah, but it's tilt and tailing, so... We can yeah. do what we want. <laughs> yeah,
0: it all uh, it all it all works out. There's there's the uh, thing. Uh, you go to that page and you have to. Uh, oh
1: yeah. Okay. You have to it's do something on the
0: page and and get invited and you got to answer like three questions or something. Oh and, yeah. And then you're in and then you're just gonna see round the clock uh, things. Uh, Actually, one of, one of the stores that's involved with this is uh, Brian Polito's Coughing Comics. They've got like their own show.
1: That sounds cool. about right. So you know,
0: <laughs> it's it's like three hours of Lady Death every day. Okay, oh, yeah. it's
1: a lot of Lady Death.
0: <laughs> but uh, hmm. space, uh, space yeah, really
2: sexy woman in a black bikini and a huge sword. I'm okay with yeah. that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I can deal with that.
1: Babe, I'm, I'm just watching them sell
2: comics.
0: <laughs> That's it.
2: <laughs> there, Honey, look, a- it's comic books. That's right.
0: There's a there's a bunch of stores in here. Uh, Jesse James, who's JJ, out in Arizona. Uh, Space Cadets, which uh, is Gen Store, and Space Cadets in uh, Jesse James were the two stores that they got together and they're the ones that spearheaded this whole thing to, uh, to make the CBSN Uh, a comic shop is part of this. Um, Rupp's comics is part of it. And, you know, they're a big one. Third eye comics, uh, the Nexus whole you know, there's there's like at least a dozen in there now.
2: Do they have any uh, of the big stores in New York? Uh, Midtown they, Jim Hanley's no. universe,
0: no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. These, these are every store that's in here is an independent comic store, gotcha. You know, they don't carry uh the big two at all, a couple of them do. Uh, JJ carries them um, very little, like sparsity, but. If you pre, if you like, just like pre-order everything from them, you get on a, yeah. you get, you get like a, a pull list. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll be down like on a, on a pre-order thing for everything. Like I pre-ordered all the, uh, all the bad idea books from them. Cause they're one of the retail. Jen is one of the retailers that, uh, got picked like out of 30 nationwide to be able to sell their books.
1: It's awesome. Okay.
0: Sweet i I'm, I'm be looking into that. So, yeah, def- <laughs> def- definitely check them out because, like I said, Space Cadets is, like, a huge indie comic supporter, and the Collective down in Florida is, like, insane with indie comics. It's, like, back in the 90s, if you had a comic shop by, like, I a did. college. By, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you- I had a
2: comic shop in the
0: 90s. And was it was it by, like, a college campus? Um, It
2: was in New York City, so everything oh. is kind of by like a college campus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there were comic shops literally on every block. I had competition across the street and one block over. I had competition in the other direction a couple of blocks over. Uh, in my neighborhood alone, there were probably a couple dozen comic book shops in the 90s.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. The same thing <laughs>
2: that made us killed us
0: (laughs) and what made you in the 90s cover gimmicks Uh,
2: or uh, yeah absolutely yeah it was getting uh getting the masses interested by instituting the gimmicks the foil covers the variant covers it got to be so much especially from the big two that Mm -hmm. we would have to double even triple up on orders just to have all the variants And Diamond, at the time, allocated you based on your order history. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if I ordered 250 issues of a particular title, and then I wanted the variants, you know, so I'd order 50 of the variants, they would allocate me because I didn't order so much in previous orders. So instead of the 50, I'd get 20. Oh, yeah.
0: I know. Yeah, they were horrible. They still are. I know. <laughs> I know. I know all about their dirty tricks. Oh right. yeah. The, the comic shop that I've been going to for thirty-five years. I've worked in part time for almost all of that thirty-five years. Then you've seen
2: a lot of shit. Oh yeah. Pardon my French. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can, I'm allowed to
0: curse. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Um. All right. Good. I, I like that. Um. <laughs> yeah. Because I. Not not just the allocations, but one of their one of their dirty tricks, uh, which they used to like doing, especially like in the nineties and early two thousands, were like we would desperately need supplies. We would need like a couple of cases of long and short boxes and like three or four cases of bags and boards. I remember this. I remember this just for the store. Not to mention like two or three hundred customers that are like, yeah, you know, all of a sudden realize after their wives scream at them for three hours that they haven't bagged and boarded a book in like three months. So they all need like, you know, massive amounts of supplies, you know, case in point, I just got a long bag, long box and, uh, you know, two sets of uh, bags and boards. Uh, Yesterday, so. (laughs) Um, And we would order them. Like, we would over-order them because, yet again, allocation. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there would be like, you know, they'd send a, a BS form letter. Oh, we're sorry. We're completely out of comic supplies at this time.
2: Right. I remember getting those notices.
0: And they were completely out. Because they had a backdoor take it in the pooper deal with Next Planet Over. So they couldn't sell bags and boards because they had a contract with Next Planet Over to hold thousands of pieces of merch with the supplies, uh, you know, anything. Hold it for them in case they needed it for an order. And next planet over, they charged.
2: If they did sell anything to the general public, meaning uh, the shops in, in your neighborhood, in your city, they charged more than what Diamond was charging. I remember getting the notices that Diamond wasn't sending me any kind of supplies. I, I remember a drive down to Cape May to get the closest one at the price that I wanted, so I took a weekend, went down to Cape May, and came back with all the supplies I needed. But uh, still, <laughs> it was horrible in the '90s. What we, destroyed us all were the print runs.
0: Oh yeah. The the, but on the plus side now, not that they're you know not that anybody's paying actual money for them, but there are people now that were were growing up in the '90s that you know their parents threw away their. Con- they went off to college or whatever. <laughs> but now, now they're in their, their mid to late twenties or thirties and like you know they're thinking about getting back into comics that they would at least like to get the stuff that the made stuff them that cool. they had. yeah the stuff that you know because yeah. you know you know around buying you know 70s and 80s action figures and you know silver and bronze age comics and you know, they're buying they're buying nineties nineties comics, you know, who's getting screwed here? You know, they they can buy a whole box of nineties comics for like thirty bucks. Yep. Right. And you know, I can buy maybe one beat to crap Batman from nineteen seventy two for thirty bucks if you're lucky. That's
3: yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I lucked out and got a got a Got a nice one, but I'm selling some of my stuff because, you know, I'm broke. <laughs> it's, it's tough living on SSI. Mm, welcome to the world. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, any other comic or short story is $5. Is that print or just PDF?
1: That is print. Wow. I know. We're crazy. Adelaide does the crazy best guys. prices.
2: <laughs> they do the best prices on these campaigns. I mean, every campaign they've done so far has always offered multiple issues, and in this one is no different. You know, this campaign for Tilt Three, they're offering issues one, two, and three. Now, you can either go the PDF route and get all three issues digitally for how much is that tier again, Aaron? I think
1: it's like uh, I think you get all three tilts
2: PDF for like eight bucks. Wow, eight bucks! Who else is offering a campaign like that where you can get three issues of? The, the featured character of the title character for eight bucks that's nuts. I'm I'm having a
0: RoboCop flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I do that for a dollar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we uh, it, it's one of those things where if you're getting one of the tiers anyway, then uh, you know, just we can just add on one of the other copies. So
0: absolutely, you know, twenty dollar t-shirt with the uh, design on it.
1: Yep. Most would do twenty-five.
2: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I tried to you know, convince him to do just a plain t-shirt for twenty bucks, but he said nobody would be into that.
1: That's right. Just a plain black Haynes t-shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, out of the package, thrown in an envelope, sent out to you.
1: That's
0: right. How are we gonna do that? Well, <laughs> for twenty dollars, we can buy five at Walmart.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: We can even get Joe with three X. That's right it's a, it's a oh, make man. your own
1: tilt t-shirt <laughs> oh
0: yeah and, and here hey, here's a blue and gray sharpie draw it yourself exactly a little yeah. enamel pin for 10 bucks wristband for five bucks i like the wristbands but my wrists are way too big to wear these things it's like you oh, know i got yeah. i got bad circulation already so uh trading cards so there's there's Three of a tra- you, it's three trading cards, so you get all three for five bucks. Yep, and you get the variant for fifteen, and you can get the mini print of the cover for five.
1: Yeah, so the variant we did fifteen because we would rather people go look at those other tiers, like actual reward tiers, instead of just adding it on. However, we we were able to beta test into the whole add-on feature that Kickstarter has now. Mm -hmm. Um, so people can kind of build their own packages now, which is pretty cool.
0: That is very cool. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, why Kickstarter and not Indiegogo?
1: Um, I'm going to be honest. We've been asking ourselves that a lot (laughs) the last few days. Um, Really, it's because we already had a a following on Kickstarter from back when we did Paradigm, um, and we've just been building on that. But to be completely perfectly honest, when we do the trade, it will be Indiegogo, and then we're thinking about putting Welcome to Everville over on Indiegogo in January, because it did so well on Kickstarter, we're just curious, and we thought that'd be a good test book. It's already printed, we already have them in stock, let's just throw it on Indiegogo, see what happens. Um, But yeah, the trade for Tilt will be on Indiegogo, and then we may start doing more on Indiegogo, because superhero books are difficult on Kickstarter.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially because even if you, you know, fund in a day, but it's not their type of book. And I've heard this book from like a dozen and a half creators. If it's not a book that they feel is worthy, they bypass their own rules from, you know, if you fund in 24 hours, you're going to get featured.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's a load of crap.
0: Yeah, of course it is. It's- we've
1: we've funded in an, in a day like a couple of times now, and it's yeah, it's just a lot of crap. <laughs> and and then you're playing against the algorithms for your whole campaign.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like I said, that's why I think next year we're just going to start testing the waters because we need to build that market over on in the Indiegogo as well. Um, but yeah, we have no brand loyalty to either side. It's just a matter of, I mean, we're doing this as a business, so whatever
0: well, works. I hear you know. A lot of people just go straight for Kickstarter because it's it's the big name, right? And but it's
1: it's so much more about where your your audience is, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the reasons people don't don't like when Matt and I get too honest about stuff because we do a, a podcast that's all about behind the scenes stuff, and uh, we talk about these kind of experiences. One of the things that I am super proud of on this campaign so far is that we have forty four backers, and only one of them is a dollar backer and that was like the creative backer kit or whatever like crowd uh, Kickstarter's internal thing everything else has been an actual backer that gave more than a dollar <laughs> and I'm proud of that because you see a lot of these campaigns that'll jump in and they'll have like 95 backers in a day but then they've only done like you know 700 something dollars and that's why yeah, that's I mean a lot of
2: people that's a lot of people showing support but not actually wanting the product.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We would rather want. We'd rather have a solid group that wants the product, and even when you look at the numbers on Kickstarter um, and Indiegogo for for people at our level, um, you know, none of us are hitting the numbers that we want to hit. Um, Forty four people. That's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket of the the people that ingest comic books. So we ch- we try to be as forward thinking as possible. What's next? Like, what's next for us to get beyond just our crowd that's seen it and that knows our stuff and start hitting those other people that haven't seen our stuff and that can experience it. So anytime we see someone that jumps on our Kickstarter and it's like first time backing, that's super exciting for us. And it's happened a lot every time we've done a a campaign so far.
0: Now, this is, this is what I've seen because I'm fast approaching 50 shows and I think only a third of those shows were you know industry industry pro guys you know mm. big, you know bigger name people and uh, so I for the most part because you know OG is a is a huge supporter of uh, indie comics and uh, what I've seen is I've seen guys like you on Kickstarter then I've seen, the other half with guys on Indiegogo. And then I've seen the people that do Kickstarter and then they follow it up by either doing a a short Indiegogo or a full Indiegogo, depending on, you know, what they, you know, what they feel will, you know, be best for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And the people that are straight Indiegogo, Indiegogo, the, uh, the creators get more of the money. Right. And after the campaign has wrapped, they let you keep that page up for 30 days as a storefront so people can just go right. there and buy the product afterwards. But That's days. a great idea. Yeah, I love yeah, that.
1: It's, it's something that Kickstarter... It, it's funny because we we just wrapped up a campaign back in July. And um, at the end of the campaign, they sent me a questionnaire to fill out and almost every single question on there was in line with what Indiegogo is already doing. It was things like, should we have a separate add on section? Um, and should we enable do you to have a in demand? I'm sure they didn't call it in demand. Cause that's an Indiegogo thing, but a, a, a storefront page. And it was, it was about 10 questions that were all directly linked to things that Indiegogo already does. So it, I think they realize they're missing that kind of stuff. And so they're starting to move toward that, which is great. But again, it's so much more about where your audience is. Mm -hmm. And um, for us, we've noticed a lot of superhero books. um, I'm not saying that, that we're the best at all, but I'm saying we've (laughs) seen a lot of, a lot of superhero books on Indiegogo that maybe aren't that great that have done much better than even we're doing now on Kickstarter (laughs) And so it looks like a lot of that audience is over there. Uh, I still think there's a very strong horror audience on Kickstarter. So that's why we wanted to test the waters and throw it on Indiegogo. And just if I'll use both of them for different projects, if I can figure out which one has the better integrated network for that particular project.
0: And there is a third one, it's in beta. I haven't spoken to them because some. Shady shit went on that didn't, you know, didn't really involve them. It was, I don't want to get into it. Uh, (laughs) But there's a a third one that just started up. uh, Mindy Wheeler, the artist, and her husband, Mike, started up one that is just for comic books called IndieCrowdfund.com. Oh, I did a video for them.
1: Yeah, Joe did a video for them. Oh. Um,
2: so yeah. I, they're awesome. I think it's a great idea. And when they, they finally launch this and get it recognized, I think it's a wonderful way for indie creators like Aaron and myself to reach out to the, the small shop owners.
1: Right, right. Um, they Now, they – I guess I haven't followed up in a while, but I thought they had stopped. I thought they were going to, like, revamp everything.
2: Well, even if they stop to revamp everything, the idea is valid. I, I think. Well, the, I know the idea they had, they had done like a work. soft
1: launch, and um, they had some projects on there. But I know there was a bunch of stuff right up right off the bat that was with the uh, the payment method um, because Swipe wouldn't uh, let them use it. And yeah, um,
2: he mentioned that there was an issue with that.
0: Yes, Swipe was basically doing this. We do this for this one, but. They're a huge account. We make millions off of them. A day. Exactly. Right. 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 Uh, and yeah, I know you've been using us for like seven years, but you know,
1: yeah. See, i I would be all for um, if it was just for retailers to order indie comic books. That would be a fantastic storefront, uh, That's or not what storefront, it is. but a, a fantastic thing just directly um, for retailers, uh,
0: That's especially
1: what it is. If, especially if they're cool with you using. Uh, other ones still too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't really had a chance to talk. To, I I've invited Mindy and Mike on the podcast numerous times. And they're like, which podcast are you? Um,
1: <laughs> uh, dude, I host a, I host a podcast too. I know exactly what you're <laughs> what you're saying,
0: right? Now. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, yeah, but I know. Who it's are you? and and every schmuck has a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, sex with the wife for a podcast. Well, wow, I'm gonna go a podcast.
3: It
0: <laughs> depends on what time <laughs> of the day it is. <laughs> but I'm, it depends what time of the month it is, too. That's true. Uh, but either way, it's I know that you don't actually have to crowdfund through them, but you can still put up a you can still put up your campaign so the stores can see it, and then you you deal with Uh, Privately with the stores and, you know, do a deal because none of the stores are going to want any of the swag.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. They're just, that was the part of their plan that attracted me the
2: most. That was the part of their plan that actually made me decide to make the video for them. Because, you know, Because because nobody else is helping the indie creators reach out to the small comic shops.
0: No, and he certainly isn't doing it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not please.
1: (laughs) Uh, If you want to break the bank to print just enough to get into their previous, I'm sorry, to get into a corner of the back of one of their. Preview pages—a
2: two-inch blurb on the corner of a 500-page catalog. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Then, yeah, absolutely. You know, well, you might get a little more now.
0: I I understand since DC vacated, they've got plenty of room in the. Yeah, they have
2: a little bit more. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Now they do. A
2: little more (laughs) legroom.
0: You know, but 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 who can tell? There's you know there's like a dozen X-Men titles for Marvel, so. Mm Hmm. Yep, you know, which is why the story, the new storyline, is you know, uh, a twenty-two part crossover, right? Unlike, well, Disney
2: does as you know, Disney is as Disney does. They make money. Yeah. They see something's yep. popular, and oh wow, somebody bought that. Let's make ten thousand more of that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> duplicate. So duplicate what they duplicate. do. It's <laughs> yeah. the market until it dries up and nobody's buying that anymore, and then move on to the next thing.
2: Yeah, happy nineteen ninety seven for the comics industry again.
0: Yeah, well, that that's why Disney bought Marvel and why AT and T bought DC. Yeah, they bought it because this is the generation of comic book TV and movies. Yep. So they're like, we're gonna, I'm gonna buy this company. Okay, I'm buying this company, and then you see, they
2: basically divvied well,
0: up an industry. Yeah, they. And, and then, well, tank, it. And then <laughs> tank it. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want to get into all my... Yeah, I'm going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking old. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not a boomer, even though I co-host a podcast called OK Boomer. <laughs> and all we do is talk about old back issues. OK, but...
1: I'm okay with that, man.
0: I don't... Uh, let's just bring up the devil of the movement, Ethan Ethan Skyver. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> Dude, why would we even give his name fucking room here?
0: <laughs> Look, I still have my original cyber frogs.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. Great, you know, I have those Green Lanterns too, but you know, and I love them. <laughs> That's right. But I have, it doesn't I mean I have to give this guy voice. No,
0: no, no, I'm just going by the BS line that he says before he starts all this other crap. Um, oh, oh, okay. You know the we just want to make good comics. Boom.
3: <laughs>
0: That's now, what
1: we all say. Yeah, that's no, what, no one that's, no one goes no one goes into this saying like
2: oh man I really hope I can make, make a crap comics. comic. <laughs> I I know what you I know, know what you're, know what you're getting at. Like, these pages I, have got to be bad today. I, I can't do my best. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, that's, that's right. This book, this is the one I tank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I'm do know what you're saying though. The floor. I, I think I know you know the point you're making. Is, Aaron,
0: uh, Aaron wouldn't give me the entire script for this issue. So
1: I'm going to fuck these
0: pages up royally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> and I'm gonna I was, he'd send it back and I'd still be like, man, these are, these are good pages.
2: <laughs> well, you know, there have been plenty of times where I have sent Aaron pages and he's like, wow, this is great. I love it. You know, this is good. Approved. And I take a day and I look at it. And I come back to him saying, "Aaron, I don't like it. I got to do it again." And he's like, "Whatever, dude. Just you know, be happy with it." (laughs) So yeah, I I edit myself more often than
0: anybody else, and I appreciate it. My my big thing is Marvel seems to have backed off the a little, not much, but a little bit off the off the off the. Off that woke social justice crap, but DC is like, we're all in. Yeah, I mean, I uh, think, I think it, I think I think might it was have a market
2: the new warriors thing, huh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> because oh, the
2: the new God. the new iteration of the new warriors is well, don't they do they literally have a character named Social Justice Warrior? I mean, I think they might. I feel They're, like they would. They, they've done some crazy things with this team.
0: They're, they're all pink and yellow, and but,
2: yeah. So what they're doing is they're and doing the thing they, they keep, keep all they, they keep do trying white, to
0: do—white you know, males—and well, uh... yeah. But aside
1: from that, the the problem that they keep running into is they're trying to do this direct marketing to a market that doesn't support them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's those aren't the people that are coming out and buying those books, no matter what face you put on it or name you put on it, like that. You're trying to create a new market in something that's still. People, uh, look at who buys comics. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't try to market them to people that are 19, 20 years old right now because they're not purchasing comics. Anyone that's ever run a Kickstarter, go to your analytics and look what age groups and what what's the demographics for people that are purchasing your stuff on on comics. And I guarantee you, it's
2: 45.
1: Exactly. That's exactly that's exactly what I was about to say. That's have seen group. that exact
2: so, that exact number from Kickstarter before. Yes, yeah. this, this That's all the the audience is. Oh,
0: I've broken the analytics. I'm fifty.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> good, good job. You're you're rocking the boat. It's Woo-hoo. it's just a matter of not. I they just they're not doing their marketing. They're doing it wrong. They just think they can Marble. capture a younger crowd.
2: Marvel is doing the same thing that they've been doing since the 60s and 70s, and that's marketing comic books to a younger age group. They're marketing comic books to young boys between 9 and 15. That's wrong right now.
1: But now they're trying to do it with specific messages. And I'm not even yes. talking. I don't want to get into the messages or what people feel about them. It's just, it's, you can't direct market to a young group right now. It's just stupid.
2: You can't direct market to a group that's not looking at you. exactly yeah
0: (laughs) what what it is and you see it with all this all this cancel culture bs all the kids that were doing this like 10 years ago and in college have now graduated and gotten jobs at these companies so they basically go on twitter and and swarm them and you know cause these companies you know bad bad reps because they wouldn't go woke. But I mean DC has gone up and above that. Like I tuned into their first thing, which was them filling the void for San Diego Comic Con and doing like all their all their oh, video stuff, the the fandome crap. Oh and, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. They did two of them now. The first one had nothing had a lot of- Nothing to do with comics.
1: I can't get over the level of technical issues that they had <laughs> trying oh, to yeah. do all that stuff. Like, oh. there's just large gaps of just a black screen and people's voices going like, what button do I hit?
0: <laughs> 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 it was awesome. Um, but the, the second one was going more on comics, and I go, they already lost me with the first one. And then somebody released a portion of video with Jim Lee and the higher-ups talking about Wonder Woman, the comic. And they released this, and it went viral at one point, although I'm sure all the blue check marks had it taken down. Uh, They came up with this idea that they wanted to, you know, go all, you know, you know, because Wonder Woman is a feminist hero, so they were going to go all feminist and all woke and blah blah blah. We're going to honor the Wonder Woman of history, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, no, Linda all right, Carter? that's we're what they Wonder wanted Wonder to her. do. Oh, Linda Carter is like super liberal. Uh, yeah, she is. Oh, I know, I know. So yes, th- she is. this is this is what this is what they announced. We're going to honor the Wonder Women of history. And I'm waiting. I'm like, I'm figuring I'm going to hear like Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, Betsy Ross, you know, anything, you know, in between. Nope. AOC, Elizabeth Warren.
2: Some
1: of the new gen.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, what's
2: the historical Wait a second how is aoc anything to do with history yeah I mean, I know. yeah love her love her she's awesome but she's not a part of history not yet give her 20 mm-hmm. years you know maybe she'll make some history <laughs> but right, she's she's well, brand it's new.
0: History. Is history a new it's cocktail? like me taking
2: an egg out and saying like this is historic
0: no it's brand new <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like you know as a as a lifelong asshole you know We most of of us have been trying to get Elizabeth Warren, you know, aka Pocahontas, out of office and out of state, you know, since the first year I could vote. So, (laughs) you know, that was driving me nuts, which which drove me back to dropping all but like four modern mainstream titles and
1: anything else see i only have about one or two mainstream titles and that's just because the other ones are just not good writing it's not even for me it's not even so much the message it's the the creative teams behind them have just really gone down the terrain um on a lot of these books and it's unfortunate but it's why you see such a good uprising in the in the indie comics culture is it is you know this this is where everybody is and and when they keep laying people off all those people are going to end up coming into indie comics, too. So,
0: mm. Well, look, at, look, Mike Barron has been working work indie now for how many years?
1: Like 20 or something. It's, yeah, it's well, been a minute. Yeah, we, we haven't.
0: He a, can write. <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah, dude can write. You know, I, I still got to buy one of his Nexus novels because, you know, his wife wants the kitchen table back.
1: Yeah, no. God knows he posts about
0: <laughs> it all the time. But, I mean, you know, he's got – he's still got uh, Florida Man going, which is freaking yep. hilarious. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And he's got, uh, he's got his, like, sci-fi uh, Vikings in Space. Right. One going, and he's, he's got another one starting. He, he never stops. He stopped writing for, like, 10 years, and he hasn't stopped since.
1: Yeah, he came back hard.
0: And uh, he's got a he's gonna Badger novel coming out next year.
2: I like Badger. Badger's fun. I know what it's like to go full tilt, you know, to have to have uh, multiple projects going on you know, at the same time. So that would one drop it dropped from your workload, but that's only one book that's out there. So now you need two. Now you need three. You know? So you have to keep working. I've been doing the, the indie community for over a decade now. You know, and that was one of the first things that I learned was to, uh, to carry multiple titles at a time, so I could do this for a living.
0: Mm-hmm. So Aaron what Joe's saying is you're not keeping him busy enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, wish I, I, I wish I could
2: <laughs> but, you know no, 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 I don't think any one company could keep me busy enough. This is why yeah. I love being freelance so much that i'm I'm not tied to one house. I have ideas coming from so many different directions that it's it's really, it's a godsend. You know, I love the fact that I'm able to work with writers like Sam Bruch and a- Adrian Grayson and their imprints. Uh, yeah, I've been doing indie comics for about six or seven different companies for the better part of
0: 13, 14 years now. Well, congratulations. So, you know, I, I wish I could draw. <laughs> too. I can't even draw a stick man with a stencil
2: said every comic book writer ever that's right I, I was I said, writing You know what I, I don't do the writing and, you know, I can't write I know my limits you know I look for the good scripts I look for the talented writers people who I get to work with you know and bring their words to fruition you know putting them on the page as a, a paneled comic book page
1: I keep trying to tell it's people too that that Joe Joe's doing something right because he's at the point now where he gets to pick what projects he works on or what he cares enough to put into. He doesn't yeah. have to just take whatever comes down the pipeline. That is something it started that,
2: that way. It did course, start that way, of course. Way.
1: But it, it you've you've graduated to that level that you can you can choose now, and I think a lot of artists probably need to to put that into their mind. Their mindset is uh, you yeah. pick the projects that you like. As long as you keep building that community, and you're not the ultra reclusive artist, which most artists are, right. pretty reclusive, and that's fine. But at least talk to the people that are hiring you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you kind of have to, you know, yeah. once,
0: once in a while, at least.
1: Yeah, just give an right. update. Good right. God, people! <laughs> and I that, say this as that someone
0: the way is Scott Hanna's, uh working model too.
1: <laughs> I mean, so. We talk about it a lot because Matt and I have had those experiences with creators that we'll hire. And then you just never hear from them. And then even when you do, it's like I did a page. It was like, that's cool. I gave you that script like a year and a half ago. It's, it's awesome. You got a page. done. Uh, it's like, dude, we've already moved on and hired somebody else. We forgot you
0: existed. We <laughs> forgot we paid you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Can we get that money back now? Yeah. Thanks for, bring, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> How soon can you pay uh, that to me? Because I, I needed to uh, pay this guy to do a special cover for us now. That's right. So uh, Fire by Night. Yeah. Uh,
1: so this one uh, just added yesterday as well. That's a new add-on. Um, I was going to see if anybody cared enough to want a physical copy, which I, of course, will eventually be getting. I just need to actually order them. Um, but this is set in the Catalyst Comics universe. It's just set back in the... Uh, Eleven, I think eleven thirteen around around that time period, whenever uh, King Henry the was king, and uh, it's set in his kind of domain where uh, this this kid we meet he displays powers and uh, goes a little absurd and loses his family, and then he uh, he grows up. We get to see a little bit of a time jump, and um, he's starting to realize that there is a lot more to his father's death than what he thought. Um, And so he starts trying to figure out if it was the king or or who it was that had his father killed. Um, He meets someone on the battlefield. So there's a lot of like medieval battles, but his power is um, basically Firestorm or like, you know, any of those characters that pyro Mm -hmm. characters. Uh, So he gets to play off of that. And the more I wrote it, the more I was like, God, man. I would like to see this as an actual comic book. <laughs> um, but it let me play a little bit in the uh, almost the X-Men world because the character he meets um, has the opposite where he's more like the Iceman character. Mm-hmm. and So they get to play off of each other. So it lets me play in that world, but back in the medieval times and put my own twist on it. Um, and then it was one of those ones that I got to the end of and I was like, you know, I'm going to end this in a completely different way. So I added a whole other chapter at the end. Um, but this one is twelve, a little bit over 12,500 words. So it's a little bit longer. It's a little novelette.
0: That's cool, though. Just the, because uh, it would be nice to see a little bit down the road
3: mm-hmm.
0: where Fire by Night comes full circle somehow through the ages to a... Uh, another book in the tilt universe
1: i don't know maybe someone's smart enough to have thought about that before and put it on a agenda for
0: well you know for years from now smarter than me
1: (laughs) no i'm saying that's on our agenda for like years from now
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's why i laughed because i knew that it was on there
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's on there somewhere
0: so I gotta tell—I tell this story every episode. The uh, pledge without reward, ten dollars.
1: Oh yeah, I've never—I've never even looked at that.
0: About six months ago, uh, just before uh, Graham Nolan was launching his uh, his Chenu book, well, the Kickstarter for it. Um, I was talking to him, and somehow he changed this. Pledge without a reward to buy Graham a beer, $10. Nice.
1: Oh, I, I bet you could do a little, uh, a little HTML magic on there. That's smart, man. Didn't it used to be a dollar?
0: There, there's some that were, yeah.
1: I, I don't even know. I, I've never even realized it because when I go back, like other people's projects, I always just hit the button at the bottom of my phone, and I don't remember that even coming up.
0: But it, it was on there, and it was hilarious because uh, by the end, because he, he, he ran full Kickstarter, then he ran full Indiegogo. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know what happened with with Indie, but I think he had like over 200 people buy him beers.
2: Heck, yeah. That's a lot of beer.
0: That's excellent. I love that story. I'm <laughs> like, I just want to make a a Kickstarter just to have people buy me beer. (laughs) That that sounds
1: more like a GoFundMe.
0: (laughs) No, they take too much out. That's that's true. (laughs) They do. So $3 or more is ready or not, snag a digital copy of Tilt 3. Mm -hmm. $8 gets you all three issues of Tilt. Hey, that,
1: that's that right there—that's that's for all of our uh, our international friends because we're not doing international shipping right now because it tried to murder us on the last Kickstarter uh-huh. campaign,
0: and, and even hurts. and even worse than than like you know straight up across the pond international is uh, going to Canada.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think we had one last time. That was I know we had a couple in the UK, and that was just it. Just hurts your heart, man. <laughs> You're just like, man. I'm just sending a book. What do you mean, twenty five dollars for shipping? Twenty five dollars <laughs> to <in> the
2: Philippines.
0: <laughs> yep, oh Philippines, yeah.
1: Philippines. Yep.
0: And it, it's it's about to be worse because on the 18th they're 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 jacking all the uh, postal rates. Yep. Breaks. yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks. For, thanks for bringing that up. Wouldn't want to let me forget about that for about an hour and a half. <laughs>
0: Well, I let you forget about it for an hour. We've, we've been at it for an hour, so.
1: Sure do appreciate that. <laughs>
0: you know, I, I was thinking of, you know, say, oh, so you're going to get these books out before they jack up the rates?
1: Sure ain't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope. Uh, $10 or more, uh, you can't hide a physical copy of cover A and PDFs of all three. Well also a good deal. That that is a humongous deal. You you get, a, right. you get a physical copy and you get PDFs to get caught up on all of them.
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: You get the whole Catalyst Comics uh universe so far, except for the short story.
0: Uh pledge twelve dollars or more gonna find you. Tilt three physical copy cover A, paragraph number one, tilt one, two, and three, and welcome to Everville PDFs.
1: Yep, it's all our comics so far.
0: Which is awesome. $20 pledge. Now that I escape. Cover A, cover B, PDFs of everything.
2: Yep. So you get both physical copies of A and B? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. It's so worth it.
0: Sleepwalker a week tilt one two three paragraph one silhouette ss physical
1: yep so that's everything in the catalyst comics universe uh physical copies and then you'll also get them digital plus welcome to Avonville digital as well and that is uh with free shipping as well
0: then you have two different Three yeah, chapters. there's a few on there.
1: They're they're filtered in there somewhere.
2: <laughs> uh let's see. Who named the these tears?
1: Uh Matt and I did. Okay. It's a song. <laughs>
0: Is it? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's the fugees
0: Okay. That's ready right. or not, here oh I come. God. You can't hide.
1: Right. It's gonna find you. Take it slowly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, why do these titles sound so familiar?
2: Yeah,
0: and man. I didn't put it together. Something was flippity in the back of my head, but this this is this stuff Matt and I do is, when we're
1: bored. Like it's, all of it's our.
0: I'm out of coffee.
1: Matt had the good idea for all of our updates. Uh, I don't know if you get to see those, Joe, but um, so now every update we post is uh, like really lame uh, fall sayings. Um, so like the title is like we had the it's fall, y'all. Um, and then pumpkin kisses and harvest wishes. And then t- today's funding one was cutest apple in the orchard.
0: <laughs> oh my. That's cute. That's cute. That's what keeps us going, man. You you gotta, you you gotta, gotta, gotta entertain You gotta you gotta entertain yourselves while you're you know, spending hours on end writing up this stuff for uh Exactly Kickstarter's.
1: and just watching your Kickstarter page like it stocks.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) that's how it was the last week. It's just like, oh, my
0: God. (laughs) Yeah, you add on a third monitor on top of your other two monitors and all it's doing (laughs) is is watching there. It's like when you go to your grandparents' house and they've got that one 12-inch black and white TV on the floor in the corner that is on all the time watching the camera on the front door of their apartment building. That's right. Uh, those who could relate. Uh tilt number three, your choice of cover A or B. Uh a T-shirt uh trading card. I take it that's the set of trading cards.
1: Nope, that one's just the uh the one solitary um like his main like t-shirt jeans one from
0: issue one. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh and then uh everything in PDF. Yep. United States only.
1: And a mini print. Yeah, everything on this is U.S. only. We just can't do it this time, guys. Oh, yeah. But if you are international, then get the PDFs because that shows support and you can still read the story. And then when we do the trade, you can get the full collective trade. Just saying, no excuses, international backers.
0: <laughs> you can get that full trade with possibly a Magic mic cover.
1: Oh, maybe an embossed Magic mic cover. <laughs>
0: nice. Oh, my. That's right. Uh, Know the World Ain't Cake. Good, because I like pie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tilt 3, cover A, cover B, t-shirt, trading card 3-pack, tilt enamel pin, tilt mini-print, Catalyst Comic Studios wristband.
1: And then they'll get the PDFs, too. I just didn't put it on there at that point come on you know you're getting the pdfs
0: <laughs> yeah you're getting the PDFs. uh retail, large retailer pack is 50 copies wow yep for $100 that's
1: 2 dollars a copy y'all
0: that's that's pretty cheap and if I 50 know, right? copies
2: they'll sell out
1: yep our our store in south carolina that always orders variants sell out like within the first week <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know any store names, but we've got a, we've got a fan uh, Pat that's down in uh, New Orleans. and he said uh, he worded it in some southern way, but you know I get, I get the gist of it that uh, indie, comic, indie comics do uh, really well down in uh, New Orleans. Huh. They do. Yeah, they do.
2: I have friends there. Um, there's a, a shop in New Orleans that has three books from a title that I did a couple of years ago. I, I'm not sure if they're still carrying them or if they sold out or what, but I know that they were for, for sale then. And uh, the person who put them there, Anthony Dorch from uh, 305 AM Collaborations, we did Pure together. Uh, that's the title of his book and he told me that there was a lot of interest in New Orleans for
0: independent uh, content. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the uh, the guy that owns my, uh, my LCS, he started out as the manager, and then when the original owner was like, yeah, I'm done in comics, so you can either buy the store from me, or I'm just going to shut it down and throw everything out. So he bought the store. So he going back to Barron for a second he actually sent you know wrote a fan letter and and did some fan art for badger and it actually appeared in the back of issue eight of badger nice going forward his older brother and they're all they're all like singing musicians songwriters and and you know they all play in bands and everything and one of his older brothers the middle brother uh Moved down to New Orleans, uh, just outside of the city, uh, with his uh, with his with his with his girlfriend, and uh, he went from you know hustling, playing playing bands, to just doing artwork, like on the street, like one of the one of the you know one of the street. You know, oil paint guys, and started making you know good money doing that down there. So it's it's like a big community down there. It's crazy. Hmm. Well, Orleans
2: like, has always been
0: known for its art culture. Yeah, that's very true. Well, to me, it was only known for you know drunken, disorderly uh, beads and <laughs> boobs. But, you know, everybody has art? their reasons. Yeah, that's regarding. art. <laughs> yeah, that's art. Oh, some of them are art others <laughs> oh, things to go back to art school on but anyhow uh the joe mission 120 or more Uh-oh. single character commission from joe that's you joe yes it is yep uh tilt three physical covers a and b the t-shirt the pin the mini print the trading card three pack The wristband. All the PDFs. It's
2: basically everything plus uh, a piece of original artwork. Mm -hmm.
0: Plus, it's
1: almost like a little tiny raise for Joe because he gets a cutoff.
0: (laughs) And there's, on this one, there's, it says there's no backers.
1: I know, right? Well, yeah, because somebody did it and then they changed it. Oh. They did something real smart, actually. It was the guy that was uh, that brought us over the top. Um, that's the one he had, and then he upped it to the next one, the 150. So since he knew he was going to get a commission from Joe, he decided, let me get a commission and get drawn into the
0: next issue. <laughs> so he, he pushed it over, and it, well, he traded it up. Yeah, he traded yeah. it up. So this, this, is the, this is the big 150-plus pledge, the, fil- the full tilt, that gets you everything plus drawn into next issue. Yeah, that's going to be right? fun. And there's room for three more people to get their ass whooped in next issue. Oh,
1: they're going to get wrecked.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I can dare say, I was thinking back on it today, actually. I was thinking back through the script. And those, all those, the fight scenes for that, those six people, they're good fight scenes. So people and, will be in more than one panel.
0: And, and it's not going to end well for them.
1: No, it is not.
2: <laughs> and I already know, I already know that I, I do this well because, all right, I'm going to drop a spoiler. And this is a spoiler for Aaron, too. Um, a couple of the people that Tilt's already beaten up are people I know, friends of mine. I I put them in the book without telling anybody. And uh, one of them, my neighbor, he was very surprised to see himself when I handed him a copy of number two. (laughs) Love it. So this is absolutely gonna work out well. All these people who have an interest of getting their nose broken by tilt, I can do that for you.
1: Joe, I know you can't see the comments because your screen's tiny, but uh, Brittany said, hello. Well, she said, hey, hey guys. Brittany. Who is Brittany?
2: She's a friend of mine. We've known okay. each other for years.
1: Okay, because I always see that you're the only mutual friend. And so Matt and I are over here like, who is this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Somebody who's interested in Tilt. That's hey, all we man, need to know.
1: That's all I care to hear.
2: <laughs> yeah, I
1: showed Thank her you. a copy. Thank, and you, loved it. Thank you, Brittany.
0: <laughs> and yep. then you, then you yeah. have this... Big uh, $200 store exclusive variant retailer pack. Yep. To, where they get exclusive covers, 100 copies, 200 bucks.
1: That's right. It's a yep. good deal, man, for a store exclusive.
0: Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And nice to... Comics has and gotten that, three that variant that covers so far. Freaking cheap.
1: Yeah. That, that yeah. It's uh, freaking cheap. So, Galactic Comics in South Carolina, Carolina, they did that one, uh, even this time. But they um, they always just go through us directly and just use PayPal, <laughs> so so it doesn't get to show up on there.
0: But that that is that's cheap as hell, though.
1: Yeah. So if you know if you know stores that like uh, store variants, then well, You're you welcome. know what, Brittany, I'm not sorry. got to read the next one.
0: You're welcome, but the ending pissed me off.
1: That's <laughs> how I do.
0: <laughs> oh, it's one of those cliffhangers.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't help it.
0: <laughs> now, well, you know, you're going to do it because, you know, now Now she definitely has to, you know, be all in on the next issue, too.
1: And I'll tell you, if that, if that ending made her mad, then the, the ending for issue three is... It's gonna hurt people's heart.
0: <laughs> wow, you're a terrible human being, huh? I just like he's just constantly heart. disappointing all of us.
2: That's right. I
1: don't know what to do with him anymore. I'm just like when people think they know what's going on, and then you just do that little, <laughs> you put a little something something on it.
0: <laughs> you think you know it's what's going, going on until and, and then I twenty twenty the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It's fun for me to write like that.
0: You know, it's like uh, I put up a I put up a post the other day, and you know, because most of my most of my posts are either comic book related, like you know the podcasts and everything, or you know, just jokes that will you know usually. piss people off that are too sensitive about everything.
2: Another way to say that is to find their own audience. Jokes that will find their own audience.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right. Like, I love the COVID because it stays crunchy in milk.
3: Oh, God.
0: As the kids call it, I might have triggered a few people, but, you know... Brittany, oh, I definitely will be reading the next issue. Don't break my heart. LOL. Suspense is one of the greatest ways to write. Keep the reader engaged and not wanting to put it down. You guys do great work, and Joe is a phenomenal artist. I am glad he turned me on to this.
1: I'm just going to print that and post it on my mirror.
0: They're gonna copy and paste that. That's gonna go right on the back of the trade for one of the uh, reviews.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I guess we should use some of those. Uh, we we've had some pretty good reviews on Tilt, man. Um, we have, I use them yeah. for our uh, for our advertisements.
0: Yeah, and put a put a couple quotes on there, and
1: got to one that yeah. doesn't make sense. You always gotta have one that's just like that doesn't even have anything to do with this
2: book. <laughs> <laughs> I still think about that review every time I'm drawing walls. <laughs> this one reviewer, uh, his only critique of my art was to say that I didn't put enough frames on the walls, that I didn't fill the walls up in the background. So now every time, I,
0: Man, now you every time off, I do huh? it. What's that? He would hate my loft, huh? I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is there, it, I don't, is there even, a do of stuff even. He wouldn't even think your loft? loft is
1: real. There's nothing <laughs> on his walls. He would this guy wouldn't even think your loft is real. <laughs>
0: it's green screen. Yeah. He'd be it like was, Joe uh, designed this, didn't
1: he? Could have been one, <laughs> could have been one of the best reviews we've ever had. Oh god. It was so good. Oh, I remember listening to it. And I was like, I can't wait to text Joe this.
0: <laughs> so, how close are you guys to uh, unlocking the uh, the tattoo and then the dog tags?
1: Oh yeah. So, first off, we're only seven dollars away from sixteen hundred. You know, so that just needs to get taken care of.
2: Um. So. Oh really? It's moved. Uh- oh, okay.
1: Oh yeah. I don't know if you've been looking at it today, but uh. Yeah, so Um, two thousand
0: earlier, fifteen ninety three. Maybe I should refresh. Nope, still the same thing.
2: Um, Don't worry, they're coming. So about four,
1: four oh seven away from the temporary tattoo. Um, Then another five hundred for the custom dog tags. Um, So the reason that that I put it at these price ranges is because first off, they're called stretch goals, not giveaways. Mm-hmm. Um, so people got to put a little, a little something, something into it to actually get us there. Um, so I put it at that particular range because, uh, tilt, as I said earlier, superhero books are difficult on Kickstarter as it is. So just funding is exciting for me, but, um, getting to the point of 2000, we did 2300 on tilt Two uh, Kickstarter, and that was a struggle bus the whole way through. We funded with three days left. Um, and that was a two thousand dollar goal. So, um, already much better position. We still have you know fifteen days left. Um, so I think we can possibly top that, and I would love to. I would love to see about twenty five hundred. Um, and then I put sixty five for the backer goal, where everybody gets. Uh, I don't even think I put it on the campaign page. Nope, sure didn't. Uh, anyway, so the sixty five backer goal. Once we hit sixty five backers, everybody gets a bunch of the. Just wallpapers for their computers and phones. They're Tilt, Cindy, Exquisite. There's pretty much one of every character. And uh, they can put it on whatever they want. Just free digital downloads, high res. Um, and the reason I did 65 is because Tilt 2's Kickstarter was 64. So just one more and I'll be happy. <laughs> also, like I said, this campaign's a little bit different because we. Oh, well, we just got another backer. So over sixteen hundred now. Yeah, you, you're welcome. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it.
0: We're <laughs> <You're> talking about <laughs> man. Right well, now I, I got to read the damn book.
1: I know. Well, welcome aboard. Um, yeah. So, I forgot what I was saying now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got too excited. I have a tattoo. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. Everybody needs a tilt tattoo. <laughs> I'm hoping people will send us pictures when they use them, because I would just love to have a reel of people just with Tilt bicep tattoos and stuff. <laughs> I know I can count on Joe for one.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know what? Tell Matt to send me the design. I'll do some mock-ups of Sprocket, Tilt, other characters from the book, all wearing the design.
1: Yeah, I almost did that for the announcement earlier, and then I was like, hey, I'm not going to put that much work into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're in a great position. I see no reason why we don't. Uh, hit at least those first couple of uh, stretch goals. It's just going to take a little bit of work. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying, is that's one of the other big things that's different about this campaign is having 45 backers right now and only one of them being like a dollar pledge. That's that's great for me. Uh, You know, usually you just get a whole rush of dollar pledges when you launch, and we haven't really had that.
0: So I'm okay with it. Well, I just... I just gave the eleven dollar pledge so I could get the digitals, and I added on the, uh, I added on the old school stuff because I'm a, I'm a sucker for dark ages stuff.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's really fun. I, uh, I had to let my mother read it, of course, because she's my mama, and um, and she sent me a, a message and she was like, Aaron, you can't just end this story arc storyline for a short story. She was like, this is, you could do this. You could do, you could go here. You, Cause she comes from a writing background as well. Uh, you go here and here. I said, no, 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 no. That's the joy of writing a short story is it ends. You don't write a short story series. That would be a novel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so you get, that's what I like about writing those short stories is I get to just use a certain amount of words to, to tell my little tale and where it ends, it ends. And then uh, the goal for that, I'm working on the next one, which is, um, uh, It's called a bullet for the road and it's also in the superhero universe and it's a Western. So it's in the end of the 1700s. And and that one focuses around two twin brothers that have, like I said, I like to play on the X-Men stuff for this stuff, Um, but they can control things like kinetic energy wise. So a lot of gun bullet play with them. And uh, my goal is to do three of these or four of these and then put them all together into one collected edition that people can grab.
0: Cool, Brittany. I would donate if I could. However, I will try to be supportive of what you were all doing in other ways.
1: Brittany, we get it.
0: <laughs> it's not like she's not going to read the book.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's there you not go. like she's not going to read the book. Yeah,
1: yeah. Joe's going to throw it at you.
2: Oh, I'll make sure she gets a copy.
0: Yeah, you know, not not just that, but she can you know go and post on all kinds of pages about how great. It she can
1: make she, see, Brittany. Your only goal right now is to make other people feel weird about not backing Tilt.
2: You know, exactly. you got your
1: copy on lock, but there's other people out there that don't have their copy on lock.
2: <laughs> and don't we feel sorry for them? They we all do, need man. to get their copy.
0: Yeah, what are you waiting for? The Kickstarter is right in the chat, it's also in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us, whether Facebook or YouTube. And uh, if you don't buy this book, Brittany is going to track you down and make you feel guilt for the rest of your life.
3: Oh, I thought
1: it was going to go with pain. That's a lot more intimidating.
0: Because that's a superpower that all women have.
1: Oh, we use it. We have, a, we have a social media manager. Her name is Kat. And we like to, when we do things like this, we let her let her claws out. Um, so yesterday <laughs> on her Instagram stories, I gave her this idea and I didn't know how far she was going to go with it. And she was wrecking people. But basically she posed the question on her Instagram stories of what is your favorite superhero? And I was like, it'd be funny if people answered and you always flip it back to tilt somehow. And she did that with like 20 to 30 people. Just every time they'd be like, uh, they'd say something like Deadpool. Oh, well, if you like Deadpool and fourth wall break, and then you'd love tilt. And just like 30 different people would say different stuff and she would just nail them with just tilt. It was funny, man. But she she had a lot of uh, influence on getting us over that goal yesterday.
0: Brittany yep. wants a signed
2: copy.
1: Yep, mark that, Joe. Oh, she'll get it. And uh, she said everyone needs to read it and get hooked just as quickly as she did. And, and then really, it you-
2: happens in the first issue. You know, it, I've handed the first issue to a number of different people, and the overwhelming majority of them are into comic books already you know and these are uh, associates of mine but there were some of them that are not in the community you know Britney's one of them and with reading issue one every single one of them have been hooked and wanted to know what was going to happen next so really i mean tilt is one of those titles that just reading the first issue makes you want to read the next issue and that makes you want to read the next issue and and it's going to go on like that from here.
1: And it's not just because of the beefcake, but that's the no, funny no, part. No, no, it's not just the beefcake. I threw a body, but... <laughs> well, well, you know, Matt Matt will message me, and he'll be like, you know, just make sure you don't go too far with, like, your advertising it and stuff. And I'm over here thinking, like, you know what would be funny is in the trade if we had one of those like pull-out posters, and it's just like a huge poster of shirtless, t- a <laughs> <laughs> fold-out centerfold, you mean? Exactly, it would be hilarious to me.
0: And the highest contributor gets an embossed, <laughs> an embossed poster.
1: three exactly. <laughs> D <3D> cutout.
2: <laughs> hey, I don't mind pandering to our audience. I really don't. Also, it's just funny. Yeah, makes me giggle. It is because right. it's it's just you know. I mean, he's the dude's jacked. You know? He's what all of us wish we looked like. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Every time Even I draw a tilt, I try to draw human perfection.
1: That's right. Even the salt and pepper man. He's just he's smooth,
0: smooth yes, he with is. a V. <laughs> smooth. Smooth. Yeah. The only way you can do it. That's right. Awesome,
1: I feel good about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. So,
1: yep.
0: So one of the stretch goals has been unlocked.
1: Not yet. We gotta get to two thousand.
0: Oh, I thought you said it was only.
1: No, I was saying we were only seven dollars away from sixteen hundred.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh! You messed with me. There's that's time. Okay. I'm going to read it anyhow. I don't know what you're saying.
2: Something I've noticed by watching the campaigns is that, you know, there's time. You know, this comes in waves. It's, oh, yeah. you, know, you may get one or two, you know, backers today, but tomorrow you'll get 10. You yeah. know, it's, it'll, it'll happen. Absolutely. It
1: depends on if the wind's blowing the right way.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only question really was, you know, would tilt back in the first day. Yeah, yeah, that was my yeah,
1: question. And hey, we got freaking close.
2: It yeah, did, did for the original goal.
1: Yeah. yeah, it did for the original goal. That's right. Just had to listen to somebody else that was like, no, you don't want to go that low. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> but usually, usually you, you get like a, a big hit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then like tr- it trickles down and you, you hit like a dead spot. And yep. then like the last week or so, it boom, boom, boom.
1: Yeah. Those last couple of days are usually just crazy. So um, you, get,
0: you get a lot of people that have have saved it to get the reminder. Yep. When it's getting close to the end.
1: You yeah, know, we had they they the
0: money at the time and they wanted, to, you know, they wanted to see, you know, some people just want to see if, if the project's actually going to get funded before they, they commit to doing anything. Which I, is know, the, just I know a worst, lot of people like that worst
1: way to look at stuff. I know. Like, dude, you are what's helping fund it. That's what crowdfunding means.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like if for some reason a project you get behind doesn't fund, you know what happens? Nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Nothing happens.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, we we hit that dead spot that but you know, we've done enough now that we just know so much is about that first day momentum because your next day is usually going to be, you know, really within the first like five days, you're going to hit that that little spot that's like, oh, man, what are we doing with our lives? Um, but, you know, yesterday, starting yesterday and then um, and sorry, I'm getting sidetracked by Brittany's comment. <laughs> She's trying uh-huh. to give you money, man. I know, man. I got I got lost for a second. Sure, um, I got seven
2: boxes. the donation link on your page?
1: It's it should be in this chat. If you scroll yeah, up, it's
2: right above you in the chat, Brittany.
1: Um, yeah. Anyway, so yesterday and today we've had uh, ten backers, which is you know that's a decent chunk when you only have forty five backers right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's what you know got us over that that funding goal. Uh, I can't even remember what we were at at the beginning of yesterday morning. I want to say it was 12-something. So yesterday was a huge bump. It was a good day. Um, you know, things slow down. So we just wait on the wind to change directions. Doing shows helps. Also helps us mentally, I think. so.
2: It helps me, certainly, to continue talking about it. You know, most books that I do that do are, I don't know, uh Beneficial enough to get a number two, you know. There's long periods of time between issues, and it's hard to hold on to that passion for the story. And fortunately for me, at least, um, Tilt one, two, and three coming out in successive turns like that, I really haven't lost my passion for this title at all. If anything, it's only grown. You know, the fact that Tilt one came out and there was there was a, a cry for issue two you know aaron and matt were both telling me that you know like everyone who read issue one was like when's issue two coming out and my advice to them was strike while the iron's hot you know if you have interest in number two put out number two like immediately and they did yeah and they did which surprised me a great deal because i give a lot of people this advice and not many people follow it they wait they hem and they haw and they try to make everything perfect but you know what it's uh, a tenant that I try to run my, my career by is finished, not perfect. I don't care if it's perfect. I want to make it as good as it can be, but finished is more important. Producing is more important than having every perfect brick in the wall, than having the right number of frames on a wall or, you know, like uh, every background being perfect. No, that's not as important as being finished
1: especially like for for being as new as uh Matt and myself both are it's it lets people see that growth as well It lets us see how yeah. um how we progress as creators i mean joe you've you've seen paradigm and you've seen welcome to everville for for matt there, just a, what a what a difference between two
2: books it's a huge jump it's a huge jump yeah. for matt seeing i mean it may sound a bit i don't know uh, uh condescending i hope not but I was really proud of Matt when I saw that book. I mean, I yeah, read dude. Paradigm first. I read Paradigm before I even started on Tilt. And what he did on Everville was amazing. Amazing yeah. in comparison. He, he grew by leaps and bounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. condescending. Patting him on the head and asking him if he wants milk and cookies, that would be condescending.
2: Okay. All right. I was, I was worried that it would come across condescending because I have more experience than him and I've, I've encouraged him to, you know, keep pushing and keep challenging himself. But, you know, it's, it's really amazing. The leaps that he made. I think
1: think that's one of the flips uh, in the mindset of, of what we do at Catalyst as well as, is, um, you know, Matt and I got into it just doing the first thing paradigm, you know, his first script I ever wrote. And first thing he ever drew. So we came into it with the mindset of we just want to complete a project, um, which is already um, about 95 percent better than anyone we've talked to, because most of them just don't. They just say they're going to make something and they never do. Um, So that is what launched everything. And after that momentum from the first book is when we got with Joe. And even now, people will notice that Matt and I are willing to work with um, fresh faces and new people a lot more willingly than most other publishers um you know we have cat who came on as our social media manager but um then we hired her to do a fantasy book she has a strong art background um went to school for it but this will be the first comic she's done and so she's struggled with it because it's something new and there's still things she has to learn um but we get to see that growth too and i think it's going to be a great book because she has a great style and it's going to be good for fantasy. Um, but we made this rule of thumb early on and it's basically, we don't want a new colors and a new artist on every, um, series. So we want at least one of them to have experience. So for tilt, um, Joe was the experience and Ramon tilt. Number one was his first book and you could see Ramon's colors and not one. Yeah. We said from book one, like this dude's going to be picked up by one of the bigger companies if he chooses to, um, and he's gotten work since then, and that makes us happy. I mean, we're, we're proud of him. And the, the same thing with any, anyone that we work with. If they're new, we're willing to work with them. Um, we just will try to have someone more experienced on the book with them because that helps all of us cover each other's weaknesses mostly.
0: Sure, yeah. <laughs> and it helps keep, it helps keep uh, fresh ideas flowing too.
1: Exactly. Absolutely it does. Yeah. yeah, we have a writer for uh, Silhouette solo series um that we actually met at a comic-con and she sent me just a script of something it was it was about hundred and some odd pages of a script that she was working on and it's the first thing she's ever sat down and really put her mind into script wise and i read it and immediately sent a message to matt and i was like dude her world building is amazing and i would love to see what she can do with like one of our properties um, so we hired her, but that books, we're not even ready to get to that book yet. So we've just been working behind the scenes. Um, but she's another fresh face that people are going to see, um, something really cool come from. And then, um, back when we kickstarted paradigm, a girl that I went to high school with and really grew up with, I remember from like middle school, sixth grade, um, she backed and then messaged. She was like, that's always something I thought would be cool is to write a comic book Um, She used to like draw a lot of manga and stuff like that when she was a kid. So, you know, she was one of the nerds in high school, which I was as well. Um, And so I was like, you know, if if you want to learn, I'll write something with you. Like I have this one storyline that you might be into. And so her and I have been working on like the script for a graphic novel for about a year because we're both doing it as a side thing. Um, But that one is another one where it's like, dude, when this whenever we get to the point where this drops, It's going to be another face, another new person that people are going to be like, holy crap, they just came out of the the gate swinging. (laughs) Um, But that's something we're big on at Catalyst is is seeing the creators we work with. Our our mantra is do better, be better. And we tell ourselves that all the time. And um, I even have a shirt design with it. I just haven't put it out yet. Um, But that's something we tell ourselves and it's what we believe in everyone we work with, too.
0: Oh, and Brittany gave a gave a heart on the podcast.
1: Aww, we like hearts.
0: That's my first heart. <laughs> Aww, oh. So we got 15 days left to open mm-hmm. up a bunch of stretch goals. Uh, I'll be looking forward to see what the uh, what the dog tags look like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, I have a suspicion, hard but I'm not sure. Joe, I'm sure you already can guess what it is. You've worked on the I, book. I am guessing
2: enough. what the dog tags are going to be. But, yeah, if we hit that goal, oh, my God, I'm going to need a set.
1: Oh, for sure, man. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> – dude, like we have an even crazier thing if we were to – if something crazy happens and we get through that third one and uh, and then we get to talk about that fourth one because, honestly – it's not on there, but the, the one we have in mind for the fourth one is something we'll probably end up doing someday anyway. But it would be fun to go ahead and do it when you get funded. Um, I don't want to talk about it, but it'd be fun. It's a fun project. Yeah,
0: okay. There's this fun thing <laughs> I'm going to do. Are full I'm, of not surprises. Gonna tell you. I'm not going to tell you.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell people. they got to give money to get you to the point. you where just got to let
2: them you. know that something really cool is about to happen. So give me I all your money. Say and- it is something that... Most
1: I will say it's something that no other indie comic publisher in our little stratosphere currently is even remotely attempting to do.
0: Cool. That's what I will say. <laughs> so you need to get over to this Kickstarter, get all these books. Because you know, if you thought twenty twenty was bad, twenty twenty one is the year of Mad Max. What do you think's gonna happen?
1: I'll tell you what is going to happen.
0: You need stuff to read while you're stuck.
1: <laughs> and you can get drawn into Tilt 4 because that is 2021.
0: <laughs> That's, right. That's right. First quarter in 2021.
2: We're, yep. If we're basing 2021 off of Mad Max, then everybody get ready for some really bad fashion choices. Like I'm going to have to start strapping skulls to my leather jacket and spikes everywhere. and I Just to go to I work. Will. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's no, it's a headache.
1: Ah, I forgot my skull for work.
0: Damn. <laughs> bad, bad choices? Oh.
1: worse choices. My,
0: my whole life has been nothing but bad choices. So,
1: <laughs> so then why is 2021 going to be any different?
0: <laughs> right. You know, because I would have really liked to have Mad Max's car. That's all. <laughs> you still can.
2: No one's yeah, saying you right. can't.
0: I can't drive. I'm in a wheelchair. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, but that.
2: you could still
1: have the car, though.
0: Bad for fashion choices, but is cool as hell. Look up in the corner where the SpinWiz logo is. I'm gonna pop up a picture of my custom airbrushed leather jacket.
2: Oh snap!
1: Ah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's just so you know, Joe. It's Joker.
0: Okay. Okay, it's, yeah, I was it, looking for it. It's it. a whole bunch of, it's a montage of Joker images from Alex Ross. Oh, I love Alex Ross. Yeah. So it's, out, it's cool. out of that big DC oh,
2: I see universe it. thing. I see it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, I spent my teenage years painting the backs of denim jackets for with album covers <laughs> for years and years and years. I think that is cool.
0: I like that a lot. That's on the back of a leather? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Nice. Speaking speaking of album covers, uh, a little nerdy news that I saw today in my feed was that uh, Jim Ballant has been hired to do the art for an upcoming album cover. Really? Hmm. What been? Well, as happy as he was uh there's a he didn't announce the band but mm. as is happy hit that the joy, the look of joy on his face when he announced this uh there's a chance it could be a kiss album oh boy oh, wow Cause that would is, be cool as hell he is a humongous kiss fan cool
2: you know, nice. comic book artists doing album covers uh, hasn't been really popular, but it's happened a few times. You know, I remember when Todd McFarlane did uh, the cover of Corn.
0: Oh yeah, their album. Yeah, you know that was an amazing cover. That that made me buy Corn, and then I'm like, because I was that that was when I was still all dinosaur rock, because hmm. the quote unquote alternative rock was new, and I'm like. Hmm. Uh, and I'm like, they can't even spell corn right. What the? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I saw I go, oh, my God. It's a comic book <laughs> album cover. Yes, I it bo- is. I, bo- I, bo- I bought it. And then the music store I was in had, like, four or five other corn albums that were all, like, UCDs, CDs all on sale for, like, five bucks a piece. So I yeah. bought everything.
1: That's what happens, man.
0: And then, you know. Girls at the clubs got all mad because I made, everybody, playing I made everybody dance to a corn song for like three months.
1: Nah. <laughs> I can understand that.
0: And when they bitch too much, then I would put up – then I would play uh, Shut Up and Dance from Aerosmith. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there, was, there was one girl that, that came from Boston that thought she was, you know, king shit because she was from Boston. And, uh, then I had to, uh, she goes, I'm from Boston. I go, yeah, Southie bitch. And then I, then I put on then I put on a loop of the ludicrous. Who's a hoe. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't even get dressed. She, she grabbed her stuff in the outfit she was in and she stormed out the door, got in her little sports car and screwed.
1: Well, it's one way to end the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tonight, that, yeah, was like, a couple that was like that was like eight thirty. <laughs> I like pissing them off. I've done a couple early.
2: of album covers myself, uh, mostly for you know people within my my sphere of influence. You know, uh, garage bands and stuff like that. People who have a dream, you know, desire. Um, unfortunately, none that have been you know uh, signed to any label, but maybe maybe someday
1: could
0: happen. maybe
2: yeah
1: labels are weird market right now
0: i'm i'm mentioned on an album cover are you really from, from you know my sphere of influence uh, a friend's band uh they've been broken up for years but uh the uh they released like a cd and cassette you know Cassettes are things that we used to put and wind with a pencil. Uh, uh, What's a CD? (laughs) A cross-dresser. No, a compact (laughs) disc. Because one of them will fit in your computer and the other one won't. And uh, So, of course, I had the CD, so I would, if one of them would, like, you know, swing by one of the clubs I was at, I would, like, Sneak in one of their songs or. uh, So I've still I've still got it on the drive somewhere, but they mentioned me because I I helped book so many gigs for them. That uh, I think I might have been their Yoko Ono. Oh, no. Way too much time together and. Boom. But it was a great time. (laughs) Uh, Two of them are still friends.
1: Hi. Friends matter, man. You
0: yeah, know? They do. All right. But we want everybody to go over, check out this Kickstarter.
2: Do it. The tilt campaign has something for everyone. The the tiers are not only fairly priced, I think they're generous. You know, Catalyst is oh, giving yeah. away so much stuff for a minimum that they're collecting really it's so much stuff for the money and you're going to end up getting their entire catalog of books you know either in pdf format or in hard copy you know either way depends on how much you really love us at catalyst right that's right
1: and the the more people that do it the more free stuff you get with those stretch goals Mm -hmm. and the more people that back everybody can get some uh, cool digi wallpapers they're high red
2: so everybody hit that campaign make sure you uh back the campaign and get us up to a point where i can get those dog tags because those are going to be really cool
1: yeah and make people feel weird if they don't <laughs> what do you mean you haven't backed tilt yet oh my god yeah, really what is wrong with you? you just give me your phone and I'll I'll do it for you.
2: <laughs> I'll do it for you. Wait a second, okay. just yeah, what's your
1: card number?
0: <laughs> well, now you sound like a stripper. <laughs>
1: you got to do what you got to do, man. You know, Kickstarter is difficult sometimes.
0: <laughs> you can well, right, case. Dance. You know, we can. Well, they bought that two hundred dollar package, so I figured it was worth. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, yeah, you,
2: you gotta expect those big drops because you know, I've never been in a strip club and just handed over dollar bills. I make it rain, baby. That's right.
1: So make it rain on us, y'all.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> I'm be right in it. I'm comfortable as a mess.
0: <laughs> I don't care if they're COVID dollars, they're still dollars. That's right. They're they dollars. They'll
1: still, still go into my bank account the same way. And you know what that means? That means we get to make Tilt Four that much sooner. The
0: sooner, the better.
2: That's right. Honestly, honestly, I've already started. Yeah, I know.
0: Because you know, now at the end of the month, I'm gonna have uh, four new books to read in my ma- in my mail. So uh, yeah, you will. So I got to read them, and then then I'm gonna you know hit you up and be like, dude, what the <laughs> Where's number four?
1: Yeah, how are you going to end three like that, man? Dude, (laughs) finish this story now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I guess uh, it's time for me.
0: I'll be like, I'm going to buy Brittany a baseball bat and send her your way. Yeah. Where's number four?
1: Uh, I'll direct her to Joe's house.
0: Can you sign (laughs) that, please?
1: That's
0: right. But we want to thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. I had a blast. Oh, our pleasure. I got yes, I got four more books it. coming at the end of the month. So, yeah, I I am never at a at a loss for something good to read. So, and and now I've got this, and I'm I'm looking forward. I'm and I'm going to read the I'm going to read the the short story for first because uh,
1: I don't blame you, man.
0: I'm, I'm gonna read it in chronological order.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: So. Hit up the Kickstarter. Uh, check these guys out. Uh, guys, where do you want like to be followed on social media?
1: Yeah, so we're on everything. We got uh, Facebook.com slash Catalyst Comic Studio, Instagram.com slash Catalyst Comic Studio, Twitter.com slash Catalyst Comics with an X because you can only fit so many characters. Um, and then there's Facebook.com slash Beards and Comics Podcast. And we have a Discord, too, if you guys just want to hang out in our Discord and talk about making comics and all that stuff. Just look up Beards and Comics. And then our website, CatalystComicsStudio.com. And maybe, just maybe, by the end of the year, you'll see the Catalyst Comics Studio app. Just saying. Just saying.
2: As for me, as for me uh, if you want to follow me anywhere... Do it on Facebook because I'm social media illiterate. I really – I have no Twitter account. I have no Instagram. I have none of that. Um, The only place I don't want you to follow me is into the store. Uh, So no stalking. But please, yeah, stop by my Facebook page.
0: Unless it's the comic store.
2: Yeah, yeah. Follow me into the comic store, absolutely. Follow me there, definitely. But, you know. (laughs) It'd be awkward having them follow me around uh, the grocery store.
1: Yeah. Not you made it awkward first.
0: Maybe. <laughs> you know, when, when you spin around on their heels, have you read this book? Hey, don't think I haven't <laughs> done that.
2: I've well, absolutely I, done I, that.
0: I already know you've done that. Just from the conversation we've had tonight.
2: So I want to thank you guys I so much. down the street handing out comic books to people. Hey, have you read this? Have you read this? He's like Santa Claus. <laughs> I am. When it comes to comic books, I am. I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah. The, the more people you got reading the book, the, uh, the exactly bigger that. the audience you can reach.
2: Exactly that. That's I right. want everybody reading everything I've ever done. So... Yes, I, I hand that out. If I have hard copies in my in my possession, I give them away.
0: Oh, good. I like hard covers.
2: Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's we're about gonna, time for us.
0: Yep, we're gonna wrap, We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, you guys can follow them, and uh, the link for their website is right up in the show notes too. So make sure, make sure you check that out, the, uh, the Kickstarter. Check out their website. And uh, stalk Aaron everywhere because he likes it. Everywhere. He is everywhere. Oh,
1: okay. And, and yeah. thank you for backing Brittany right at the end.
0: <laughs> right under the wire. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so until, ne- until next time, uh, go read a comic book. Yeah. Back, back this project
3: yeah what he's